That's just my guess. I've yeah. never had sex with Rihanna. I can't can't confirm. That's that was very tough brave break. <laughs> very brave of you to admit Pete has spoken his truth. <laughs> confirmed Pete has never had sex with Rihanna. Brunch! Hit it, boys! Hey, DJ, happy birthday to Mike Pence. No. <laughs> yep. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? Yeah. No, I'm not kidding. You share a birthday with Mike Pence. Because if you were fucking with me, that would be the number one to be. I don't. New listeners, I'm not a Mike Pence guy. June 7th, 1959. Oh, my holy God. How did you sit on that all day? Uh, it's, I, I was saving it for content. Wow. I saved something for content today, and I've since forgotten what it was. <laughs> Usually when I save things for content, I write it down. And uh, But I'm, I'm living free and easy. Birthday shit. So I'm not writing stuff down. That yeah, man. Tough, tough hit. Mike Pence. And I, was, I usually, once a year, I brag about having some awesome people birthday sharing twins. my birthday. I got a lot of birthday twinsies. I got Milan Lucic and Michael Sarah both to the day. All three of us are turning 30 today. Ever heard of it? But... You got the big ones. You got some legends. I've got Prince. That's that's probably the best person with whom you could share a birthday, especially now that he's dead. Yes. If he were still alive, people would be like, eh. Is it better to share a birthday or share a death day? Because I share a death day with Michael Jackson. Ooh, really? Yeah. Well, I guess I don't share a death day. His death day is my birthday. I haven't yet to die. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> well, play your cards right. Speaking <laughs> of dying, I'll... Uh, Ask me about, uh, I like you starting this episode, ask me about uh, my presents that I've gotten so far later on. There's something that I got. I've got a couple things that are extremely, not just on brand for myself, but on brand for brunch. One is probably the most specific brunch gift that could be given to somebody. So uh, pretty cool stuff. Mike Pence, huh? Yeah, and I mean, on top of that, Donald, Donald J. Trump has a birthday a week from today. My heart stopped. If you were like... <laughs> if, if those two fuckers were birthday twinsies, well, I definitely would have known about it if Trump had yeah. the same birthday. Well, I mean, that would have been, a, sto- would have been, that would have been a story because it would have been like my- Donald Trump chooses Mike Pence as his running mate because they have the same right. birthday. Seemingly because they have <laughs> yeah. the same birthday. And uh, Donald Trump totally would have pulled a Bieber birthday week thing. What? Like, oh, I just had the worst birthday. Uh, everybody, my birthday is in like five days, smiley face. Like, and then... Uh, Show love for my birthday in a couple of days, smiley face. He would have been like, the Eagles wouldn't come to the White House for my birthday. Yeah. Bunch of assholes. Half of this podcast is me asking whether or not we've already discussed this thing. Yep. Uh, we've definitely, obviously, discussed the Bieber worst birthday yeah, thing. Have we done yeah, it on this podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. If Where you he guys... just like tweeted, uh, tweeted about his birthday every day for like a week, and then on his birthday was like, worst birthday ever. <laughs> yeah, because uh, the club wouldn't let uh, one of Will Smith's children in, because this was years ago. Had to be Jaden Smith, right? I don't know. He only uh, ha- I think he only has two kids. Really? Yeah. I think I that's wild. Because well, he has two famous kids. Those are the only ones that I know about. There's pr- there's got to be a third one that's just like an absolute bum. Yeah, that's uh, usually how that works. That's pretty cool. Will Smith's probably had tons of sex. Only two kids. Not bad. I think I I think I remember hearing that him and Jada have like an open relationship. 
I think that they've uh, gone like uh, in and out of <laughs> of, uh, of sex with each other. No, I was. I I thought you were going to say of each other. That's what uh, I meant. Yeah, in and out of um, monogamy. Yeah, which I think uh, not to get too uh, out there. I don't think that's a totally crazy thing. No, me neither. I think, I think that, it's cool. Yeah, with the <laughs> sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. um, no, like I, I think that that's possible. I think you can love somebody and have sex with other people. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Well, it's like a weird thing if you find out uh, somebody, if you found out like a, a, a former lover was like hooked up with somebody else you know or something, and then you kind of get in your head, and then you're like, no, that's how it works. That's, that's <laughs> after you do it with these people, then you, you go on. It's like uh, when uh, Lamorne's girlfriend had sex with Denzel Washington. Uh, my only note for this week is that I watched uh, Game Night again. Did you? Yes. It's uh. Is it on? Um, is it on anything like a streaming service? If you want to shell some ducats? It is. Oh, is it on on demand? Yeah, I got a pretty sweet deal with on demand stuff, so I got it and I yeah, watched it. Yeah, we get it. You work for NBC Sports, Boston, yeah, powered, powered by Xfinity. <laughs> I actually don't even know if I get a deal on on demand stuff, but I just buy shitloads of it, being like, I probably get a deal. I'm not a big uh, check my bill. Go oh, ahead. I'm not a big check my bank account. I'm uh, a big automate everything, yeah. and you, you want the easiest targets in the world right now. Uh, yeah, I, I ch- check my bank statement like once a year, Yeah, and uh, it was this past week because they shut off my card because some fucking fraud happened, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah, and they just like shut down my, my card and sent me a new one, which I haven't gotten yet. But, I've said this before. Someone could bleed me dry over the course of... Uh, as long as, as, long as it, it's not all at once. It, right. You could take... I think you could steal two hundred dollars a week from me. That's a lot and of money. Not that. No, well, that's yeah. a lot of money for me. Yeah, you know, you could steal a hundred bucks a week from me, and uh, I probably, I don't know, I probably wouldn't. I'd probably notice immediately. I'd, I'd be, I'd be getting those. Uh, your uh, your, your balance, balance has gone below. Below the best part about your balance has fallen below uh, twenty five dollars because it's always twenty five dollars. Yeah, that happened this week to me. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, please. I, That's because I scheduled like a bunch of payments, and that, yes, I, because I, it's actually because I got uh, I got health insurance this this past month. Congrats to me! Really? Yeah, big big moment in my life. Finally mm. got back on that health insurance train, and so that was like a extra two hundred and fifty dollars that I didn't account for. Yes, and so I just w- went below the twenty five dollar balance and that's a pretty it's a pretty low feeling when the you best, get that email. The <laughs> best part about the. Uh, your account has gone below $25 is you get that email and you think to yourself, I bet it didn't go more than $25 below $25. And it always has. Oh, I was like, I was like, uh, I was it's like, like $125 in the red. Yeah, yeah, it's scorching red. <laughs> but I wonder if anyone's ever gotten that email and they check it and they have like, $21 and they're like oh that kind of stinks <laughs> whatever I just it's, won't spend $21 it's today. for sure happened to me where I haven't been in the red but it's never been close to 25 it's always like more like seven. Oh, that's... you're like seven dollars and, it, and it's that's a great feeling because you're like whoo dodged a bullet there and then you do the old uh, transfer from savings but to make it seem like you're not doing like a big oh, I got to transfer however many dollars from savings you pick uh, like a super odd number 
So like it, it's like seven dollars. It and you always just trans- ends with trans- seven for me. I'll, yeah. I'll, tra- I'll transfer, transfer like sixty three to yeah. get it up to seventy bucks. I'll, I'll transfer like forty seven dollars, and then I get the email: uh, your savings <laughs> has gone below twenty five dollars. And that's pretty much how my banking life exists. I went to uh, my parents for a little birthday dinner situation last night because I'm working tonight, and. Uh, I still have like a good amount of mail uh, sent to my parents' house because just like sometimes you you move and shit. So I like there to be one central base where a lot of my shit goes into my parents' chagrin. Well, because it's awfully just to my parents' house. It, well, I mean that also sets you up that if you get a bill or something or a piece of mail that you are supposed to respond to, yeah. uh, then you just blame it on your parents. You say, like, hey, you didn't tell me that I got this mail. I was thinking this the other day. How many times has shit actually been lost in the mail? Not not a lot. Like, so, oh, like I would I, lost I, in the mail. I, yeah, I would imagine that the uh, the post office track record is quite good. Their yeah. batting average is pretty great. My uh, I had a roommate in college. What a fucking legend he was for this. He used to plead ignorance on receiving instant messages. So that's he, wild. So like one of our friends would be like, Craig. Uh, are are you are you coming with us? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, I I I am you. I said we're going to th- this thing in 25 minutes. And he'd be like, I much like uh, John Favreau's character in I Love You Man, when uh, he's like, Hey, do you play the piano? And he's like, No. And he's like, Cool. I see that you you have a piano there. And he's like, No, don't play the piano. And he just like doesn't want to <laughs> yeah. fucking talk about it. Um, he would be like, oh, no, I, I, I didn't receive it. And that's, that's like a trailblazing thing because yeah. now I just say that I don't get text messages because text messages for sure don't get delivered a lot. Yeah. I Because uh, like you can't deny that like that somebody didn't get a text message because they could be out of service or something like that. Like it ooh, takes two true. to tango with a text message. Yeah. It doesn't really work that way with an, with an internet connection sort of like on an IM. Yeah. He if would, an IM goes through an IM goes through. Yeah. He'd be sitting at his computer and like my friend would walk into his room and be like, dude, what the fuck? And he'd be like, I didn't receive anything. <laughs> and he'd be like, let me see your computer. And then he would just close all his windows. And he'd be like, I don't have anything. I didn't get that. But he would just say it with a straight face, not to be mean or anything. He was like, I'm, it's like, People, uh, I I am for real. This I I mostly don't uh, check DMs or anything because a I like having missed shit that I haven't looked at, and b I just don't like to fucking look at that stuff. But I I ignore a lot of DMs and a I'll, lot of emails. Yeah, those oh. are the two ones that I ignore the most of. Uh, I can't remember. Does when you send like an IM and you close out of the window like that? It's gone forever, right? I don't know. I think so. I think that was like the original like Snapchat. Oh, text really? Where like it, if you close out, it's gone. Hmm. I was thinking no red receipts for for AI AIM. If you take someone's phone number out of your phone, do you lose all of uh, your past conversations with them? No. It just like it just uh, will come up with your number, and oh, like if they respond to you. Yeah, like like if you send them a text message and you remove your contact information, like you remove your contact name or whatever, yeah, it'll just it'll show up on their text window with their your phone number instead. But then the, all the past conversations will be there. Yeah. Okay. Unless so, they've deleted them. Ah, interesting. All right. So, because uh, uh, a friend recently was like, "Oh, I I, I got to take so and so's number out of my phone," and I was like, "Yeah, why wouldn't you?" And they were like, 
well, because then I lose all the conversations or whatever. And I was like, I don't think that's, that's how, not it how works. that works. Although I did one time, I deleted. Um, I I tried to delete a conversation just because I I was sick of seeing it on my like list of text messages. Yeah, you can. I mean, that deletes it, but not that right. The and contact. that made shit go away. Yeah, and that that kind of stunk because it was like a work related thing. It was like I'd gotten in an argument with uh with somebody that i was in communication with for a work thing and i was like i every time i open my phone i can't see that like this person wants to fucking kill me and so i deleted it and then i was like oh i had to look up something that that someone had told me before for a story and i was like nope don't have anything that person (laughs) has said to me i saw this week that uh venmo added a uh, fingerprint identification process because there's like i don't know if this is exclusively why but there's been a sweeping trend across the nation of girls venmoing themselves on guys phones like guys will be like hey let me get your number and the girl will be like all right let me get your phone i'll put it in here and they just venmo themselves that is fucking awesome yeah it's pretty great ladies good stuff yeah (laughs) that's fucking great do we know who the who the genius who thought of this is no i don't know specifically but good for her she's my fucking queen because there's no way if i ask to see your phone and you know that my phone has battery in it you're like you're fucking Ron Swanson mode. <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, I I and it, it's a bummer that they that they added this like process because I guarantee like seventy five percent of the times where that actually happened yeah. and a girl did that, it was a guy that probably deserved it. Oh, I was gonna say the guy fucking had it coming. I'm yeah, sure. yeah. Like I like. Do you remember the story I told a while ago where I where I just at the end of the night I happened to be. Out with, uh, I was the only guy left in the group, and it was like uh, it was like five or six of my close friends. They're all girls, and uh, this guy kept coming yeah, yeah, over yeah, and yeah. trying to talk to them. And it was, I was fucking fascinated by this guy. Like half of my responsibility was I need to make sure these girls are okay, but most of it was like, man, I want to study you, you dumb <laughs> fucker who will never fucking get to talk to any girl ever because you're just so unbelievably bad. Uh, I would have loved for the, uh, one of my friends to have pulled that. And I w- when they did it, I would have been like, no, what are you doing? Don't give that guy your number. And they would have been like, I just made 97 bucks. That's got to be the best part of that whole <laughs> transaction. <laughs> That's got to be the best part of that whole transaction is like being like, you really gave that guy your number? You're like, no, that guy just gave me 50 bucks. That <laughs> would be like, a really cool feeling. You buy like, five bananas with that. It's like the thing I uh, said a while back. It was a joke I don't think necessarily landed. It wasn't even a joke. Uh, that when I walk after doing business with someone, like after paying for something and doing like the, oh, have a nice day and having like the smile on your face as you walk out the door doing the thing where your face goes to like no longer smiling. <laughs> Dead serious. Like you just scammed them? Right. Yeah. Like, oh, like, can you help me out? Like Skylar. I'm going uh, to start doing I'm gonna start doing that. Like I don't go to banks very often. Bank but... is exactly where I do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to start going. They to... give me the money and I'm like, <laughs> I'm going yeah, to start going to banks and like manually withdrawing cash and then like walking out with a big smile and let it go to a, like a serious face and I'm going to look yeah. at the camera up at the top on the roof and and give it a wink. Uh speaking of uh hijinks, uh we saw Oceans 8 uh, which yeah, is out did. today. Uh I'm sorry, we saw my big <laughs> My big fat, fat uh, uh, woman heist heist bachelorette. <laughs> yes, party. my big fat bachelorette heist. Yes, my big fat uh, uh, for the ladies <laughs> and uh, Anne Hathaway. Awesome! What a babe! 
I think that she just mm, delicious. Love you, her. You know who's a better babe? Who? Rihanna. Rihanna. I was thinking of that uh, when I was watching the movie. I was like, man. Rihanna, at any given moment in this movie, is not one of the three most beautiful people. This movie should be fucking illegal. That's just a, that's an incorrect fact. That is fake news. She is, that's, uh, she is never in the bottom three of any uh, hot woman list. Uh, she is fantastic. She's in the bottom three of uh, women who have who people who look like me have dated. <laughs> do you remember that yep that didn't make sense i was just trying yeah, to tie yeah. back into that that was hilarious people actually thought it was like fucking like shitty like you were getting you were, get, you were, were getting like high fives on twitter and stuff and yeah a lot of people were just being like who the fuck are you yeah and i should have in that moment i should have changed my twitter bio to be much vaguer and uh more vague and uh people would have been like who is this mystery, mystery guy man. this guy but he definitely doesn't deserve to have sex with rihanna should uh they were just making out uh, <laughs> oh yeah that's, well, well as far as we know that's i true. would be terrified to have sex with rihanna why because she is just like the most intimidating like sexual person so that would like, be awesome sexu- yeah i mean it would be it would be great for like th- maybe f- two and a half uh, seconds okay it would be very intimidating. Uh, my way of viewing it is uh, it's way better when you're the second best person at sex in the group of people yeah, having sex. But, like, you want to be close to, like, the yeah, team. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, there is, like, a... There is, you we're need not a, that kind of podcast, I need but an, there's nothing better than being I need on the same el- page. Yeah, yeah, I need an elevator to yeah. get to Rihanna's sexual level, I feel mm. like. Yeah. That's just my guess. I've yeah. never had sex with Rihanna. I can't, can't confirm. That's... That was very Tough brave. Break. <laughs> very brave of you to admit Pete has spoken his truth. <laughs> Confirmed Pete has never had sex with Rihanna. Now whenever anyone's mean to you on Twitter, uh, you just use that as like, a dig. Hey, uh back off. He's not <laughs> he had the, neither he, he nor anyone who looks like him has had sex with Rihanna. Can't say the same. Hey, you can't <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but also can't, you can't, can't imagine you, what that's like, bro. You, you can't say that that uh Matt Damon has never had sex with Rihanna. Uh, Although I can true probably guess that that hasn't happened. Have you ever seen uh, the uh, what was it? The it was a uh, Lonely Island thing. Shirani? No, I don't think so. It's uh, Shirani is a rapper who's too shy, doesn't talk a lot. So people will rap and then they'll pass it off to Shirani. It's basically the exact same joke as a previous Lonely Island song called Saxman featuring Jack Black that is one of the best Lonely Island songs ever. It's just about Jack Black singing about the legend of the Saxman, and every time he sets him up to toot on that horn, he doesn't really do much. <laughs> and all that really comes out every now and then, there's like a, like the keyboard horn, like the shitty toy keyboard horn, and yeah. like, meh. <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, uh, there's a Shy Ronnie thing. Where it's called Ronnie and Clyde, and Rihanna and Shy Ronnie rob a bank. And it ends with... Uh, with uh, Rihanna being like, "All right, we're taking all these, uh, we're taking all this money, and this guy, we're gonna have sex," and drags away John Ham. He's one of the hostages, and John Ham's like, "Nice, yeah. <laughs> pretty awesome." That would be a that'd be a great poll for both of those people. Speaking of John Ham, I was uh, I was doing a little. Uh, my next guest needs no introduction. Uh, have you seen that? I saw the the Obama one. I haven't I haven't watched beyond that. I watched a bunch of them recently, and it's fucking awesome. It's great. That's yeah. like, that's I don't have many dreams in this life. 
One is for someone who looks like me to have sex with Rihanna. That's already been checked <laughs> off. Check that so one I don't, off the bucket list. I don't really have any more dreams. But uh, that fucking... You know the balls that it must take to pull that off? Like To have sex with Rihanna. This is a very specific podcast about having sex with title, Rihanna. Title, episode title, Sex with Rihanna. Uh, no, like just the balls to be able to be like, hey, my new TV show yeah. is just going to be me sitting down. No frills. Sitting down with a guest... 60 minutes. I, Here you go. So I have never necessarily like wanted to do something like that. Actually, that's not true because I love interviewing people. But whenever I wa- have watched anything like inside the actor's studio or this, uh, I watch that and I'm like, that must be the fucking tits. If you can do it. Yeah. If you can do it and you're well, good at v- it. Yeah. And it's like a very select few people that can get away with that. Right. Because uh, it's much like our podcast. Like we've, we've been able to kind of, we can bring guests on who don't know us and fuck around with them enough that it ends up being a light fun thing. But like, pardon my take pulls these awesome guests who go on knowing, okay, I know about Dan. I know about PFT. And that's such a fun thing to do, man. When you refer to big cat, call him Dan mm-hmm. to show people that, uh, you, you, friends. There's, there's a relationship yeah. there, uh, and uh, <laughs> I've met him once. <laughs> Seemed very nice, um, but uh, yeah, like where they can come on and like I was watching the George Clooney one yesterday, and it's like two thirds one guy interviewing the other, and then a third the other guy yeah. interviewing David Letterman. And David Letterman's so fucking good. He, yeah. He rocks. Like, all those, I would feels recommend like we need watching. that guy more than ever. What's that? So it feels like you need that guy more than ever at this yeah. point in time. They were all good, except for the, the Jay-Z one was pretty bad. Uh, there was a massive misunderstanding, uh, and it seemed to never get back on track. <laughs> he was talking about uh, people, you know, in the 90s when um, rappers would really start to hammer the, uh, the N-word pretty hard, and it, that was a big thing that offended a lot of people and he was talking about black people saying the n-word and he said uh so i listen to it and i hear the word and it doesn't offend me and he's saying like it doesn't offend me to hear a black person say it but jay-z thought that he was saying the n-word doesn't offend me (laughs) and so he's like i'm not offended by it and jay-z gets really serious he was like you really should be and there was like that moment where they didn't realize yet that there that it was a misunderstanding yeah. and they just never got right after that really yeah That's it was wild. it wasn't combative or anything but just jay-z kind of closed up like okay. he just became kind of uh like i'm not super comfortable with this interview i think i think you told me this but wasn't there a moment in that one too where like it was just a really awkward exchange when he brought up uh like him cheating on beyonce yes because he was like hey so uh you know who's a famous person who cheated on their wife? Me. Ring any bells, bucko? <laughs> and Jay, I, not yeah. the best way to go to to, to go into that yeah. topic. So that one wasn't great, but I was watching the uh, the George Clooney one, and it was fucking fantastic. George Clooney, I realize we don't give that guy nearly enough love. Ellen's talked about him when she's been on because all girls love uh, George Clooney and what a hunk and just goes without saying that he's just this unbelievable man. Yeah. But fuck, when you really watch him just talk, like 
Yeah, he's talking is but, sexy. So that's what I've always said about George Clooney. Like George Clooney, the person in like the the just like the the man himself is way more intriguing than George Clooney the actor. Like right. George Clooney the actor is very overrated. It made me even wonder like, like what the even fuck consider, has he done? Right? Do people consider him a good actor? Like, yeah, like ER? Who yeah, fucking cares? Like, I remember a few years ago he got like a lifetime achievement award at one of these one of the, I don't know if it was the Oscars or it was one of those things. But it's like does George Clooney really deserve that? Like the best things about George Clooney are is that he's very handsome, yeah. uh, can speak very smooth. Oh, and he's just so like, smooth. Yeah, he's that's the best way to describe George Clooney. He's I think very that smooth. he has a drop of whiskey every like 20 minutes. There's just always like a little <laughs> bit of whiskey He's just got a, going he's on. Got a, a whiskey musk. For, like he doesn't, he's never drunk, but he's got like a whiskey musk. Yeah, and they even, they even bring that up. Uh, he, Letterman asks him, like, have you ever had, have you ever, like, what's your relationship with drinking, basically? And he was like, I can drink. I can have a couple stop and then enjoy the rest of the night. Which, whenever someone says that, I'm like, you like, son of a You're the fucking bitch. coolest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, you are in control of your decisions. Right. Wow, good for you. Like, I mean, I, th- I think that, obviously, alcoholism is, like, a real fucking thing. Yeah. But I think that uh, outside of alcoholism, people who aren't necessarily alcoholics can be challenged by drinking for yeah, sure. Me. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. No, like I I, I I am not an alcoholic. Like I'm not dependent on alcohol. I don't necessarily uh abuse alcohol. Yeah. But like I am very bad at identifying when I should stop drinking. Yeah. I've actually there there are like a lot of times in my life where I've been like I, I there's a there's a chance I might have a drinking problem and I need to stop drinking ice like you do you do like go cold turkey a lot yeah and it's not necessarily because something happened or i did anything because like i mean fortunately i've I've never i've never done anything like a lot of people stop drinking because they do something so bad and they're like i did not know that i had that in me uh do you know uh do you know the story about uh, rob delaney the comedian no he, I've never known the story. Really, of Rob Delaney. I just like, know that he yeah, has you know him as like Twitter the Twitter followers. guy, don't you? He has that Amazon show, okay, uh, uh, catastrophe. Um, but like he, he's always a guy that like kind of struck me. Like there, there are the stories of of people that you don't expect to be alcoholics or deal with alcoholism, yeah. and it like kind of takes you aback. John Mulaney is one of those. It's like for a me. lot of mental illness things. Like, yeah, you yeah. get like yeah, you know, like, it oh, catches fuck. you off guard. Yeah, uh, John Mulaney's for sure one of them for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob Delaney is another one. I guess like one, uh, I don't know how long ago it was, but like he got so fucking drunk, uh, it was completely blackout. Got behind the wheel of a car and drove through like a brick building. Jesus. Yeah, and so that one really caught me off guard. So that that's the one thing, and uh, I can say this like you don't need to say anything back or whatever. But I've never driven while drinking. I have, and it's it's fucking terrible. Like, like I feel, I felt that's absolute. I've done it s- several times, and uh, the I, the one thing I, I'll say is like I've never hurt anybody else, yeah. but like I've I've crashed my car. Really? Yeah. That's so fucking scary. Yeah, and it's like the worst thing in the world. Was was that like not not to get personal or anything? Was that like a come to Jesus moment? Yeah, it was. Like, like was a, that the last a, time like, you've done? Yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was Holy. the last time that I was like. Now I'm very, very conscious about like making that decision. And I was fucking so. Stu- I was young and I was yeah. so fucking stupid. It, I would. I mean, obviously, I would fucking be like, "Yo, don't fucking do that to yeah. anybody." Now it's. Uh, that's fucking scary. Yeah, I mean, I've like, 
But when I watched John the John Mulaney New in Town thing, when he talks about how he stopped drinking when he was pretty young, yeah, I was. I see a. I I think that I have a lot in common with John Mulaney as far as being like a super gay straight guy, and uh, just the the overall thing isn't necessary. Like John Mulaney's like smarter and more clever than me and all these things, but I think like the main thing with him is that he's a generally pretty silly fucking yeah. person so like there are some things like when i watch when i would watch john mulaney stuff when i first got into him i was like oh man like this guy does a lot of stupid shit that reminds me of myself and when he said that he quit drinking when he was younger i was like i there were definitely times when i was like younger uh like in college shortly after college where i was like what's the fucking point of drinking yeah but i mean like, that, that guy was said he was getting blackout drunk seven days a week that's crazy like that is that is insane. I can't even um, imagine that. Yeah, that is that is straight up like straight up alcoholism. Oh, right, like, no, that like is clearly, yeah, alcoholism. like clearly that is actual, but alcoholism. Yeah, I mean, going back to to uh, George Clooney, it's like he is the smoothest person in the world, mm-hmm. and it just seems like that guy is always in control yeah. of of his decisions and like his body and yeah. like it, I just can't imagine a scenario in, in which that guy doesn't have full control over like everything. You know what it seems like? Because he's like a, I think that he's like the point guard of life. Like he, because he's he everything he does is show. like very slow and deliberate. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, right. I right. think it's that, well thought out. Like it, right, if you ask him a question and he's not quite sure how to answer it, I think he'll speak slowly and he'll fucking think of the right thing to say. Maybe, maybe the most amazing thing about George Clooney is that he is not the uh, power person in his relationship like he is not the like well the... amal's in a little bit of it there's a they skype with her and it's like holy shit is she impressive right like that's She's what got I, like an that's what i'm and everything that's what i'm saying <laughs> that's what's impressive about her yeah just i know what her job is yeah she's uh, just like a beautiful woman with an accent yeah no uh like that's i think that's incredible like for as incredible and as like intoxicating as george clooney is he is not the most impressive person in his relationship that seems like such i bet you know what i bet that though that couple does and this is another cool thing that's uh that, that can happen uh, I bet they they challenge each other. Oh yeah, they like yeah. they they fucking they. They're like they've they're each other's match. They right. They've they met make, their match. Yeah, they they make each other better, but not in like a necessarily like a oh you make me feel better every day. Like no, just like you it's operate. Like a, it's better. like bitch, I'm better than you. Right, like, <laughs> I'm going makes, to yeah. right. Like you, I've set this bar for myself. You better fucking hover right around it. Don't you dare <laughs> dip below that. Uh, speaking of which. Um, uh, a couple of my friends started listening to brunch, which is something I never recommend. Uh, <laughs> and there were two references to brunch that were made recently. One, there was a gaggle of fellas saying, "There's no way that you." Uh, could, what, what were we even saying with uh, miles per hour? Uh, sixty miles per hour. So that, so yeah. So the, the, there were two things that were said recently. One was a shot at you. One was a shot at me. That was the shot at you. They were like, "There's no fucking way, Pete, with his bulky ass arms." I was like, "That's what I fucking said. He can't whip that shit around." So they were like, "Yeah, cool." So well, now, uh, we, now this 100% needs to happen where we need to get like a radar gun or go to a Fisher Cats game. But can I trust you that you're not uh, warming up? I mean, uh, assuming that it happens, you're going to be there. I need to put no, but we need to put you in the hole for like a week to make sure that you're not fucking throwing <laughs> oh, you on meant, like we, you, No, you didn't mean like right you better before. not have any fucking bullpens <laughs> <gonna> train. <laughs> no, I think that like I don't know, like you have a fucking bullpen a couple days before. 
Uh, no, that, that doesn't sound interesting to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not worth it. The other thing was, uh, and this was this is pretty great. Um, we were talking about listening to something. I forget what it was. It was something that was. It was either a radio show or it was something. But somebody said, uh, "Are you guys or like have you guys listened to whatever yet?" And someone respond uh, responded. Uh, let me. I'll just say it from memory. I think this is what it was. Uh, I'd rather listen. <laughs> I'd rather listen to DJ Mansplain uh, Night Shift Sours <laughs> to Pete than listen to whatever. And the idea, a that's uh, guilty as charged. But guys accusing one another of mansplaining shit to each other for sh- uh, actually it can't be a thing because that's kind of problematic. Because it waters down what mansplaining. Yeah, actually is. but like it's that's funny. It's funny, yeah. no matter what. Do girls ever mansplain things to you? What w- mansplain? No, just just a girl <laughs> mansplained something. Uh, yeah, I think Ellen has like mansplained uh like uh menstrual cramps. Right. So when girls mansplain things to guys, it's usually a thing that a guy didn't know. Yeah. Guys mansplaining things, things is like very basic. <laughs> shit that they're pretty jazzed <laughs> that they know. <laughs> But guess who else knows? Everyone else. In the world. Yeah. Well, in general, have we had a discussion? Girls are smarter than guys. Some. No, girls in general are smarter than guys. I remember when I was in middle school, shit would come out. It'd be like, did you know that girls, uh, like 70% of girls, get better grades than boys? Guess you have to work a little harder, fellas. And I'd be like... Or they're fucking smarter than us. Have you fucking seen this collection of idiots <laughs> that we're dealing with right now? I mean, guys are pretty fucking... Guys set the bar pretty low. Yeah. Like, being... being uh, I'm not the smartest bright in bulb. I almost said smartest yeah. bright in the bulb, so that there you go. Uh, smartest like, bulb I, in the box. Mm-hmm. Yep, that in too. Stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't make faces at myself often uh, during this podcast but like yeah i'm not the smartest person in the world and i'm pretty confident that i'm smarter than like 70 percent of guys because they're yeah they're all just like rubbing sticks together isn't that a weird fucking thing like no i i had this realization recently no matter how down i get on myself and i can i'm i'm pretty all over the place uh like quite manic i've very rarely have uh I've been like, man, that guy's so much better than me. Just in general, I'm like, eh, I'm probably as good as most, if not all, of these fucking idiots. Because at the end of the day, we're all men, and that's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> if I try a little harder, I bet I can be better than these ones. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty accurate. Yeah, it's like uh, one of the songs on the new Father John Misty album is called. Uh, uh, I think it's like we're only people, and then in parentheses, and and like there's not much we can do about that or something. Yeah, just but, uh, we're, we're all men, and well, yikes! But like, uh, so I like I'm I'm in the upper fifty percent, I would say, but like I I don't know if I want to be m- higher than I am. Like I don't want to be super smart, and I don't want to be like super need you. that. Not even that, but like if I'm super smart or super well put together, like you have to deal with all these fucking schlubs. Like we're already dealing with people that, yeah. that frustrate us. Imagine being like aware 10 times of smarter. all the other shit that could frustrate a human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. Or just being like, even guys like us, if we meet somebody who's way smarter than us. No, we can't disappoint anybody. I don't think so. 
No, like we could meet. Like we've uh, discussed, like having Ken Jennings on the on this podcast. Yeah, we've been in talks. Yeah, uh, like Ken Jennings, very smart person, was a Jeopardy champ forever. Yeah, like imagine that guy's dealings with with normal people. Yeah, you know what we should do. Must be have... fucking miserable. Yeah, well, because Ken Jennings is there. Uh, you know what we <laughs> should do when we have Ken Jennings on. We should ask him some trivia questions, but they're all actually uh, like little knock knock jokes or something. Be like, what is the blah, blah, blah. And then when he answers it, be like, no, it's like a moo factory or something. And it's a stupid pun or something bad. Uh, Speaking of uh, being problematic and speaking of John Mulaney, a gift that I got was um, a book by uh, Detective J.J. Bittenbinder, which is a uh, thing from John Mulaney's set and... I was, it's as this fucking weird looking detective guy that used to come into his school and talk to kids about how to stay safe. So I saw, I saw this, uh, his set when he came to Boston and he did this, uh, this bit. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you when like there comedians can, can exaggerate and go over the top. And yeah. You're just like, there's no way that's actually fucking true. Or, you know, he's definitely exaggerating this for humor. Uh, he describes JJ Bittenbinder mm-hmm. and I had not seen JJ Bittenbinder, uh, until you showed me the cover of this book. And let me tell you something. John Mulaney's description of him was absolutely spot on. Did and he, it is as, as ridiculous as it, as it sounds. Did he even say the chain thing on the vest? I think he did. Yeah, I think he did. It's like he recited that, that it's either that guy dresses like that all the time. Yeah. Or he just like saw that picture and described it. Well, apparently after... That after Mulaney made that joke, he came out and was like, none of this shit is true. All this stuff is way exaggerated. And then like a thousand fucking kids who also had that guy come to their school were like, nope, that's exactly (laughs) what this fucking weirdo did. And apparently Mr. Show back in the day had done something on him. So uh, there was even like a little bit of, uh, hey, John Mulaney, steal jokes much? Well, (laughs) well. From what I saw, JJ. What now? When I saw what I saw when uh, when JJ Bittenbiter came out and was like, "This is exaggerated." Like his his reasoning for it being exaggerated was like, "I only talk about child murder fifty percent of my show." Yeah, and and he was like, "John Mulaney makes it seem like it's a hundred percent of my speeches," and I was like, "That's your complaint about what Mulaney said about you? Not great." I only uh, read. Uh, leafed through this and uh, checked out a couple small little passages and i don't know when this book came out this book came out in it looks like it came out at least 10 years ago 1997 so 20 years ago yeah wow um uh let me tell you a quick story about the showing of john mulaney in boston mm -hmm. uh, and specifically jj bittenbinder there is a uh a line that Mulaney delivers while talking about J.J. Bittenbinder, and it is arguably the funniest of the special, and it is the most uh, edgy of the special. He says, uh, J.J. Bittenbinder can look at a child and tell you the price of their casket. <laughs> and like the reaction to, to that joke at, at the show that I was at, at the, the special on Netflix... The like ninety percent of the crowd is like ooh, <laughs> and uh, I went with Ellen in Boston, mm-hmm. and nobody in the crowd found that joke funnier than Ellen. Really? <laughs> yeah. oh, it was basically are, it's so it fucked up, but basically kid jokes are very silent, funny. not silent, but like not a whole lot of laughs. Yeah, and Ellen was cackling 
uh, to the point where people around us would turn around and look at her and be like, what's that girl's deal? She loves child murder. That's the best. Uh, You know what we've not hit on is every time I go to a comedy show, people are talking during it. Isn't that a wild fucking thing? Have you experienced that? Uh, Not a lot. Um, So not every time, I guess. But the the last I think the last comedy show that I went to, if it wasn't Mulaney, it was Sinbad, mm. and that one there was like a good amount of people talking, but it was that's because Sinbad is a very like back and forth conversation. Oh, so comedian. it was like uh, it was uh, it was welcomed. Work. Yeah, so was it like crowd work. Was were they talking were, to him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So like it was it was it was. There were people that like were yelling stuff out while he was talking to uh, somebody else, but like he was make engaging. Him yeah, yeah, he was engaging with the crowd, and he would he would address those people later. Yeah, um, so it was, I mean, it wasn't obnoxious. I've had couples sit near me. It's always when I sit uh, in the balcony at like the uh, Wilbur, Wilbur or whatever. Yeah. yeah, they, I'll just have a couple sitting near me talking, and I, I'm like. Man, if I were Pete's crazy ass cousin, I would say something right now. But and get shanked, right? But maybe one one member of this couple will kill me. Have so. you ever sat on the floor at uh, at the Wilbur? Oh yeah, really? Yeah, nice. yeah, lots of times. I did at Sinbad. I was like a row deep. Really? Yeah, nice. It was great. It was uh, it was a very enjoyable experience. I never thought that I would like go for that. Yeah, or, or think it was necessary. But I I would definitely do that if I loved a comedian. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's better. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. I leafed through this, read a couple passages, and uh, the main takeaway I had was I mean, there are some facts that you can't say anymore just because they, they sound fucking uncomfortable. Like, I remember I was talking to a coworker one time, and uh, he was saying that he'd read a book about uh, athletics and running, and he was saying, well, like, you know, that's like uh, people from, uh, like, people from Africa or whatever are. Uh, are faster runners than people from America because of whatever. And he explained, like, it, it was in this book, like, the, like um, I don't know, like, ancestry and all this shit, and it's all scientific stuff. But just hearing anybody say, like, this, these people are like this, these yeah. days kind of makes you, like, a yeah, little, like, it's, hey, like, I don't like to hear that. It, like, might not necessarily be, like, racism, but, like, right. there's a... Sometimes it, it becomes that. Yeah, yeah. Um... So this uh, very much subscribes to like, and because women are weaker than men, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, hey, not necessarily. And it's like, I'm sure that his argument would be like, no, I'm saying that physically, physically the yes. average. Like, ma- well, like, the average woman would have a tougher time fighting off a, a, ma- a man yeah. than a man But would. as I was reading it, every time I saw it, I was like, you don't fucking know that. You don't know that. In fact, I've I've... I pointed this out one time to, uh, I was seeing a girl and, uh, no, that wasn't true. Just kidding. No, I was. And, uh, it was Rihanna. And yes, her name was, we'll, we'll call her Riri. <laughs> and, uh, I was very drunk and I was saying to her friend, I was like, isn't she so great? Look, look at her. She's so, oh, and she's so beautiful. And look at her. Hey, look, she's fucking stronger than me. And I like rolled up both of our sleeves and I was like, look, she's a physical, she's a stronger person than me. Isn't that fucking crazy? Like, it's a pretty low bar to set. Pretty common, actually. Yeah. I've done that every, every time I've seen, every, every girl I've dated, actually, I've done that. But uh, yeah, like girls quite commonly are um, are stronger than men. But he was 
saying on average. But anyway, it was just a kind of a weird thing to see. So uh, let's just read some random things, flipping through it. Let's see. Uh, this book is called Tough Target. Mm. The the street smart what is it the street smart guide to staying safe nice all right uh, this section's called reacting to the lure <laughs> many child abductions begin with quote the lure if it's an older child around twelve it's usually the opportunity to make a quick buck the guy will tell the child that he has a bad back and will offer to pay five dollars to help load some boxes $5? into his van nineteen ninety seven or the trunk of his car. Five minutes for five bucks. Not a bad deal. This offer will sound appealing to most kids, but it's deadly. <laughs> the child what? will be pushed into a van and taken on a one-way trip. Oof. With younger children, it's a different lure. Usually candy, help with directions, or the lost puppy. In one appearance on the Jerry Springer Show, we performed an experiment. This explains a lot. <laughs> with the permission and cooperation of several mothers, they hired an actor to set up a hidden camera to see if their children could be lured away by a stranger. The actor was Jerry Spiewak. Okay. Jerry is a... Jerry's not had a great career since the Jerry Springer show. Is, uh, yeah. Has not, not turned that uh, child abductions <laughs> into a promising Hollywood career. I always think about that. When I see someone in a show, when I see someone with a minor role in like an old movie, I'm like, yeah, man, that guy. that guy never got better. <laughs> no. But like you watch Arrested Development and you see Andy Samberg in it for one second and you're like, wow, that guy ended up becoming Andy Samberg. Yeah. Pretty neat. Let's read on. <laughs> the actor was Jerry Spiewak. Jerry is a very distinguished looking gentleman. These guys stick together apparently. Uh, he could be your local bank president, insurance agent, or even your dentist. The children so were left by their saying that he's uh, an average white guy. Yeah, uh, the children were left by their mothers to play together in a suburban playground. The playground was located in a large park surrounded by a forest preserve. It was cold and the ground was covered with snow. All the children, ranging between ages four and seven, were bundled up. Jerry was dressed in a heavy brown winter coat, a hat, jeans, and boots. He looked anything but menacing. He looked like a grandfather. <laughs> Here's what happened when he approached the children. Let's read this. It's a little back and forth. Okay. Can you see that? Yeah. Or, or do, you, do you have your cheaters? Yeah, I sure do. All right. Uh, I'll be Jerry. You be child one. Hi, I lost my dog, Harvey. He's a little black poodle. Have you seen him? No. Will you help me find him? Okay. I lost him over this way. He points and they begin to walk together in the opposite direction. I'll give you some candy. I don't need any. You don't need any? Okay. I'll let you pet him when we find him then. Come on. Let's go. A few more children join the search. Uh, oh, now we have a second child. Pete, would you mind being that child as well? Sure. Which way did did he come into the park? I came in over there by the bushes. Is that where you live? Yeah. Do you live around here? I live in Willowbrook. Willowbrook, huh? Where's your mother? I don't know. She's probably over there somewhere. Okay. We'll stop and visit her later. The three of them are now moving closer to the wooded area adjacent to the park. Child one. Were you playing in the park with your dog? Yeah. I came into the park with my dog and I lost him. Now child three. What did you look like? This child has already gone through puberty. He's a black poodle and his name is Harvey. Now, to the horror of the parents watching nearby, Jerry begins to move even closer to the wooded area with the kids following right behind him. Where did he run away to? Well, he ran this way, towards the bushes here. The other two kids then join in the procession. They walk on this man and the five little children what? out of the park and into the woods. The first one to find him gets a reward. 
two of the mothers were in the audience that day. This book sucks. I hate that I'm reading this. Uh, two of the mothers in the audience uh, that day were in the audience that day and watched the scenario unfold. They were horrified. Both mothers had talked to their children about the strangers and thought the child understood. My child's understood. I gotta tell you. I don't here. fucking care. All right, I gotta tell you here. Skip down this Jerry old. guy seems like a real kid hog. Right. Not saving any for the rest of the pedophiles. That five kids into the woods. He, I couldn't. I, th- there's no way I could get any five people to follow me to do anything, <laughs> regardless of their ages, regardless of what. There's no fucking way. This guy Jerry cleans up. So it says bold here at the bottom. The bad guys don't all look like Charles Manson or Freddy Krueger or Bluto. They look like fathers and uncles and grandfathers and neighbors because they are fathers and uncles and grandfathers and neighbors. So, kids, the moral of the story is if you know any fathers, grandfathers, uncles, or neighbors... They are child rapists. They're probably going to... Well, no, they're not necessarily rapists. They're uh, one-way trippers. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a one way. That guy's dark as fuck. JJ yeah, Bittenbein. what's wrong with this fucking guy? <laughs> yeah. This guy's like, a psycho. Like uh, Mulaney did make his uh, like I'm. He said that it was, it was ex- exaggerated, but like Mulaney made this guy seem out to be like a very dark, very like person who like borderline gets off on child well, murder. He's obsessed with it. Yeah, he's and uh, it certainly sounds like it on. from that one passage in the book. JJ Bittenbinder, problematic person. Yeah, guy absolutely fucking sucks. Uh, we'll wrap it up with uh, this. Oh, uh, ask me what I got for my birthday. What'd you get for your birthday? I got the Zac Efron bag. Did you really? I did. What the fuck? I got fuck? the Zac Efron bag. This, that is, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for you. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Yeah. But I'm devastated. Because yeah. now. Now you have to get the Zac Efron now bag. Now I have to get it, and I have to get it on my own dime. Right, yeah. I'm not going to the airport without you if you don't have the Zac Efron bag. That's pretty fucking cool, though. What a cool gift. Who got that for you? Uh, loved one. Let's call her my mom. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty great gift. Did she? So she, did she know that from the podcast? No. Well, she knew that I wanted it through things through the podcast, but she doesn't listen to the she, podcast. Okay. Or it so was she, brought to she her knew attention because it's the only thing you talk about. Yeah, I was. Yeah, probably. Fuck. Uh, you yeah. Suck. So pretty cool. It hasn't arrived yet. But uh, when it does, boy, I'm gonna be flying in style. How, so, how did you like get the news that you were getting the bag? Did she give you like a picture of the bag? Yeah, did that's she really? a huge mom. Uh, your gift is on the way, kind of gift. Okay, that's a big move. You know what happens. she should have done, what? and I'm a little disappointed in her for not doing this. Uh, should have framed a picture of Zac Efron with the bag mm. and given it to you and wrapped it up, and then you open it and go. I like this, but explain. Yeah. And she says, I got you that bag. I would frame that picture anyway. We should <laughs> yeah. get it framed. Uh, For the studio. When we get a picture of us walking like that. Yes. We should. Uh, you yeah. versus the podcast that she told you not to worry about. And yeah, and that could be the, uh, that could also be our cover photo. What's our cover photo right now? Paddington? Uh, yeah. Still Paddington? Yep. Nice. I like that a lot. Uh the one on the Patreon is us drinking on the milkshake, which I nice. Instagrammed today for your that birthday. That was quite nice. That was you, you, you got some nice, cute pictures of us I today. I sure did. It was very nice of you. Uh, I didn't post anything on social media about it being... That's not true. I did it you on Twitter. Quote, you quote tweeted I, my tweet. Yeah, I quote tweeted some... You did the... Uh, you did the uh, I'm not going to tweet about it being my birthday, but uh, I'm going to quote tweet this tweet about yeah. it being my birthday. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was thinking I should put an Instagram, a picture of Prince on Instagram being like... Such an honor to share a birthday with the great prince. Now you have to just put a post picture of Mike Pence. That sucks. Fuck you. 